Welcome back to another episode of Break Out of the Matrix, Boom, the podcast. Today, I have my mentor, Shoshana Raven, with me here today, and I'm so beyond excited. Welcome to the to, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show, show, show. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Too many shows. I am so happy to be here. I have the biggest smile on my face. You are someone, you just make me so happy. You know, right before you clicked record, I was really thinking, like, whoever's listening, this is one of the most incredible humans that I've ever met. And I wish you people like you in your life. Like, I wish you clients like you. It's just such a joy to work with you. I feel so lucky to be here today. And I think it's perfect. We were just talking about, like, the humanness and where we're going to go with this episode. And, you know, of course, like all the big success that you've reached and I've been able to create, but more so like the imperfection and the quantum crumbles more so than the quantum leaps and like the the harder moments. And so it's so great to start the podcast off me like with the show, show, show time. Like we are, it's hilarious, you know, actually christian my partner whenever he introduces someone to me he's like it's like showtime you know he's oh my like God, I love that. showtime like show you know and people like show show that was literally like okay show show i just couldn't get it out of my mouth <laughs> that was amazing well shosh thank you so much that was so sweet of you i absolutely love working with you i know we're going to talk about the mastermind but before we get into that i would love to hear more about why you are like the queen shame slayer more sh again for us but i think your story with you know you just made those shirts those sweatshirts shame slayer i think sharing that story is going to be super inspiring so tell us more where that came about Oh my gosh. Well, one cool thing I love when we're building brands and businesses, it's like, we want to have that name that it's like, oh, that's so cool. You know, that slogan or those high concepts. And what it really is, is like, you just start speaking and you just start creating. And then you say something one day that just clicks with you where people are like, wait, that's really cool. I feel like I like the shame saying thing. I'm like, wow, okay. I should plaster this on sweatshirts, like, and just make this a huge part of my brand. So for me really like the overall theme of breaking shame and stigma was what living brave was founded on you know i was side hustling i had this is three and a half years ago i was about to move into this insanely like ridiculous like no one should ever live in this place like checkered floored basement with these boys that I like from like Craigslist for like $500 a month. And I was like, this is amazing. I went to Home Depot and <laughs> I like got this, these carpets for it. Like literally I was about to move in. And then the day before I moved in, I was like, this is crazy. I can't do this. And I found another place to live. But like, anyway, that's where I was at. I was side hustling. I was you know, we always talk about true wealth. I really did feel wealthy. I really did feel rich. But in terms of my life, like being me being an entrepreneur and like having it together in that department, absolutely not. And that's three and a half years ago. Um, so really <laughs> living brave came from this deep passion in my soul 
to have a creative outlet. And I know you love being a creative and making videos and like just going outside of the box. Like it wasn't to start a business per se or solve a problem or make money. It was more like I had all these side hustles. I was bartending, beer tending. I was dog walking. I had like seven side gigs. I was doing business and finance writing, which supported me for a few years, but kind of felt like I was living this double life. And a huge part of my personal growth journey and story was um, doing, basically I quit my job in New York in 2015, took a one-way ticket to India, very cliche, and started teaching yoga, freelance writing, doing all the things. I found time, location, freedom, and I found surface level spirituality. You know, I found like you're more than your mind and your body. And I found like good vibes only, and it was helpful. But then in Nepal in 2017, my world came crashing and burning because I self-diagnosed myself with general herpes, HSV2, which for so many people is like your biggest fear, right? And for so many people, it's a reality. You know, one in two people or more will have an SDI before the age 25. A lot of people feel isolated, shamed in the dark. You know, one in four New Yorkers has HSV too, mm. let's be honest. And two in wow. three people have HSV one. And yeah. so, but for me, the statistics don't do anything when you're deep in shame. You're like, yeah, 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 sure. You just think it's this whole group of people you don't know. And so I really felt this conditional confidence bubble pop. It was like all these years of solo travel, all of this yoga, all of a sudden it was just like, and I felt like I was going to be alone forever. I felt like, well, you had a good run. I remember looking at photos of myself, seeing someone else, like seeing, it was like a break. Like I'm different now. Like I'm dirty. I'm gross. Like I'm all of these, just like feeling bad for myself. I would cry every day. I flew home from Nepal. I was going to go trek the Annapurna circuit. So it was like defeated. And I was just went on a really strict, like, I thought if I had a sip of coffee or had a bite of chocolate, I was going to have an outbreak. I never Aww. have had a single outbreak wow. since the first one. So this is like four or five years. So I'm asymptomatic. Wow. <clears throat> so I kind of did, I kind of pushed it down and repressed it until I moved to Denver and I went through kind of a dark night of the soul where I was back in my old patterns that I was in in New York, you know, years prior where I found myself seeking outside of myself, going out all of the time, went on my spiritual journey. And here I am, humbling moment when you realize you have more than one rock bottom doing the same thing, except I'm teaching yoga. I'm like, this is even more out of alignment. So I realized there was a life. I cried myself to sleep one night. We had a house party. I think I did like LSD at a house party. I'm like, what am I doing? You know, and it's just like, I can continue to, I heard a voice. It's like, you can continue to do this, Shosh, or you know what to do. Like, you know exactly what to do. You can go rebuild your relationship with yourself. It was like, you don't love time with yourself anymore. And whenever you've hit a rock bottom, it's realizing that you don't have a relationship with yourself. You know, you're hiding, you're running from yourself. And so it's like, all right let's rebuild relationship with self. And so that's, I've done many periods of sobriety. When you feel like there's something coming through and you don't want to interrupt your channel. Like I was do did solo travel. I started running. I ran a half marathon. I did a wow. trip across the country. I, I went to like seven or eight yoga and music festivals by myself and volunteered and worked at them. And I started writing again. And that's when I knew I really 
um, there is something in this HSV story. And so the first episode of my podcast is called The Vulnerability Project. Um, (laughs) That's actually how I started working with you because I listened to the first episode of your podcast. Oh my gosh. And it's so cool because this is being a creator. I think sometimes we're afraid of putting things out there because what if I change? What if it's not my best? What if I don't like, and the thing is when I listen to that podcast, I feel like I've grown 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And yet I love that piece of me and it's perfect for the people who need to hear it and who hear it now, but it's, a completely different person, you know? There's quivers in my voice. I'm nervous. I remember shaking on my way to record the first episode because I had been in starter limbo for years. Like over a year, I wanted to start the podcast. And that podcast episode was really about the vulnerability project that I went on and what it taught me, which was that your shame is the source of your greatest power. And the things that you think make you less than are really the things that you're adored for, you know, that that's going to make you most magnetic, even something like HSV that I thought it's like, if only they knew Mm. when I was telling people, they were like, you're such a badass. Like, yeah, I want to support you. You know, I I went on the vulnerability project to tell all of the men that I dated or had a crush on or made out with, you know, at one of those festivals that I, I had a highly stigmatized STI and it's how I met my former partner. He was just like, I want to help you. Let me help build your website. We were together for three years. It's it, it, honestly, I met myself for the first time. I realized that I was the one undervaluing myself. And actually I was the one using all these people because they weren't using me. They just wanted to be my friend. They just wanted to support me. Yeah. They just wanted to really connect and share about their shame because whether it was HSV or something else, we all have something that we're walking around feeling if only they knew. And the power of someone who has nothing to hide like that's what i'm really thrilled about and that's been the evolution of my brand is okay the rags to riches story the pain to power it's amazing and what's on the other side of not having to justify your celebration and your shine because you did a hard thing like we all have hard stories we all have hard things we've gone through that's really important you want to look at these things you're holding these pieces of your past, when you were dishonest, when you were out of integrity, this thing that happened that somehow stigmatized, like, I want you to navigate that, heal through it, tell the story so you can be a map for others. But once we get past that, it's like, we had to go from great to thriving, from thriving to better than we could have ever imagined and just say, I'm happy, I'm joyful for for no reason. And actually let each other have that too. So that's really been the evolution of living brave. Wow. That is just so amazing. And I think the number one thing that really stuck out for me was how you said that we like reach these periods of rock bottom, but you didn't make it sound like it's like, oh, it's only one rock bottom and then it's never going to happen again. And I think that's something that's really important because I know for me in my life, right, you think like, oh, what's my rags to riches story? And then now what? Right now, what's the next step? Where are you evolving into? So I'd love for you to talk about how you navigate those periods of life, even if it's not one at a time or like it doesn't just happen once. We're always going to have these like quantum crumbles, as you like to call them. Yes. Yeah. And here's part of it. It's like we have them, but they're different. Okay. So like if you're like, oh, I'm navigating scarcity again. I thought I went through this. You might realize that you're going through a moment of scarcity, but it's a different quality. It's a different frequency. It's not 
oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to eat today and what I'm going to do with my life. And if I have anything that anyone will ever purchase, like it might be, gosh, I have a certain standard now and some things feel stretchy and I, I can't like necessarily do everything that I'm desiring. You know, like there are different frequencies and different levels of it. And sometimes like, oh, I'm back at this place, but you're not because you have more self-awareness and you have more strength and it's, it's a different quality. And so you're just at another level of it and bring it on because you can get through this too. <laughs> and so I think that knowing like that second rock bottom, it was shorter. And it was also, I heard the voice that was like, you know what to do when you're in this place. Right. And it's like, mm, yes. And so it's not that we hit the rock bottom. It's not that we have the argument. It's not that we make the decision that maybe looking back, we don't think it was the best decision. It's how we navigate the decision. It's how we resolve the challenge. It's what happens after the argument. It's how we pick ourselves back up and have grace with ourselves and love ourselves back up when we fall astray, you know, instead of beating ourselves up because you went in the wrong direction for a while and didn't realize, or you made a perceived mistake, even though so many of our mistakes, we look back and say it was the best thing that ever happened to me. So I think a huge part of that is learning how, like, I, I just had my 30th birthday and I know a lot of the times we, we speak to our past selves, but I really thought I want to speak to my past self, but I also want to like write a letter to me in 10 years. And part of that was like, I'm so game for whatever you're going to throw at me. And part of me knows that you're laughing right now because I have no idea what is coming and I'm game though. Like I'm game, like all the knees on the earth moments that I know will continue to happen. The loss, the heartache, the pain, the moments I forget my values and my priorities. Like I'm game. I promise I'm going to do my best to get back up because I'm a human. And this is the totality of the human experience. And we learn through the crumble. I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but we're in a society that kind of tells us that pleasure is good and pain is bad. Yeah. And yet there's so much beauty and pain when we learn how to be and breathe into hard things and lean into hard things and find the lessons and the wisdom and find the beauty. Like I went through a devastating heartbreak about a year and a half ago and holy shit, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I couldn't even walk some days. And yet when I really was honest with myself and I looked back at that period, I thought this is so strange, but I miss that. Like I miss that aliveness. I miss mm. how it felt to be double fisting bouquets, playing my favorite song, crying, running down the street, like after the farmer's market, you know, like the, these are the moments, these are the, the stories that we live like no one reads a book or watches a movie that's like we went through a hard thing and then everything was great and especially if you're a mentor or a coach that's not who we want to learn from we want to learn from people who are like i'm game yeah. i'm gonna celebrate for no reason and i can be sad for no reason and hard things are gonna happen and i'm gonna lead myself with the context of i'm gonna lead myself like i want this story to be told i want to lead myself as if my clients we're watching behind the scenes of my life. I'm going to lead myself because I have a bigger mission for my life that holds my human through the hard things. And there's, there's nothing to fear when we have that. That was so beautifully put. Mm -hmm. I feel like you just 
get in this like zone even when we're talking in the boxer you're talking here and I'm like you're on another level like I just I love your energy so much and love being in your energy so thank you Oh my gosh. Well, you know, some people bring that out in us. And so when you're around your clients, when you're around people who, you know, get you, it's so easy to let yourself shine and so easy to get into the flow. And that's why it's, it's so important to get yourself around people who you feel you're, you're asked to share, right? I'm a projector. So it's really fun for me too. Like, Hey, will you tell me about that? I'm like, yes, please. My whole life I've been, <laughs> I've been doing this. And now I'm like, okay, people are asking me. This is a good yeah. place to be. So it's just important to get yourself with people who, yeah, you really feel safe to flow with. I love that. And I'd love for you to expand too on your story from like side hustle to multi-million dollar business. Mm -hmm. I think one of the most epic things about you is how you've totally built your business organically but I'm not just talking about like no ads talking about so from your heart and leading with heart you've taught me so much about running an authentic business with integrity moving with heart and that is like the number one thing I have to thank you for for the rest of my life so I would love for you to share more about going from zero to multi-million dollar business owner Gosh. in I think it was like three years something like that right yeah well I launched the podcast believe it or not October 2019 and I didn't start I signed up for my first coaching program in March 2020 mm -hmm. and then I didn't start really working with clients until the very end of March like April 2020 so that's like two years like it's insane it's insane Julia because <laughs> I really feel like a completely different person and yeah. I doubled down like so in intensely on my own growth. I've been doing personal development since 2015, you yeah. know, and like hardcore personal development, like let's go, you know, stay in an ashram I'm yeah. on and off, but like this level of holding people and living my life to this, the values and the standards of living brave and every kind of mentorship under the sun. And then recently I was like, I've never done therapy. I've always wanted to do that. Let's add that. Like it's been, it's been incredible. I feel like a completely different person. But yeah, it's been really good. It's so cool how much life we can fit into this life. Like it feels like a lifetime sometimes happens in a day. Yeah. It's really crazy. You know, when you're in the Voxer chat, it's like, it's been a week. I feel like we've gone through many life, death, rebirth cycles. I feel like that when I'm gone for my mastermind for a day. I'm like, yeah. I haven't been here in forever. I'm like, wait, I said something this morning. <laughs> you know, like, what happened? <laughs> so again, that's how we stretch time. It's how we quantum leap. And also through our energy, through becoming the match of the frequency of the thing that we're calling in, like not waiting to feel what we want to feel before it's here, you know, like embodying it, yeah. feeling it. We want luxury. What is the, the version of you that's luxurious? Like, right. It's intentional. It takes its time, attention to detail, beauty, gratitude. Um, so anyway, <laughs> when it comes to building the business and that journey, for me, like I said, it was really living brave was a podcast for about six yeah. or plus months. Um, yeah. and I had no intention. I, I kid you not, I had no intention to monetize it. So I think that's where that heart centered approach really comes from because I wasn't trying to position myself. I actually, 
a coach, like being a coach was just a little dream that I once had that I, like the word coach had this little tinge to it. And I was like, oh, coach, oh my God, who do I think I am? And I think I had like a mini discovery call someone that was like, ah, I don't know, this is scary. And so I didn't think I was going to coach. I was just like, I had a retreat, my first retreat. I made a few thousand dollars. I'm like, wait, that was really fun. It was transformational. I loved it. And like, I could do things like that. Like, that's super cool. So then I just kept doing the podcast and I was just really my most authentic self. It was like the, the reverberation of my soul. Truly. It was like, listen, I can't stay quiet about this anymore. Like vulnerability, you know, authenticity, true connection. Uh, It was a storytelling platform and I would just Mm -hmm. interview people. And then from there, my writing job started falling away. Um, on my first ever retreat, I got an email from Investopedia, who I used to write for after four years as a freelancer saying like, we don't need you anymore. And I ran out of my, that was my only source of, you know, sustainable income. And I ran out of my tent just being like, oh my gosh, because I knew it was going to happen, right? Like either you make yeah. it happen or the universe makes it happen, like yeah. pushes you off the ledge. I was like, I don't work for Investopedia anymore. Oh my God. Like I was like excited. I'm like, and even looking back, I'm like, that was kind of a scary show, but I was yeah. excited. I knew, I knew that it was going to push me into something. And so yeah. little by little, I had another retreat in India right before COVID really happened. And that's when I signed up for mentoring. Someone reached out from a friend from college saying, hey, because I had already been sharing my heart online. And that's what I think is important to share. I hadn't been like, hey, here's how you work with me. And I didn't have a big yeah. platform. I had less than 2000 followers, you know, and I still have a relatively small following for the level of, of impact that we have. But I had a couple thousand people on Instagram and Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, but I was sharing about my travels. I was sharing about my breakthroughs. I was sharing about things that were happening in my life. Um, and I think sometimes people start to try to start from like saying nothing to people, zero people in their audience and like, Mm -hmm. Hey, my coaching program, you know, like my first ones were people who had been following me for years. Like, Hey, I've been following your travels and seeing me like I'd hop on my stories at a red light and be like, be like, this is a red light series. So (laughs) I've been thinking a lot about partnership. And I remember I did this one, I was 26 and it's like, you know, sometimes or 25 or 26 and like you just why do you assume that I want that right now and like I was just in a space where I just wanted to be alone just talking about that like just any uh, talking about makeup and beauty and all kinds of stuff um and sharing a little bit behind the scenes in my life so anyway um when I launched the podcast and when I when I started coaching after that it was really like friend from college it's like oh I've seen your stuff and I was open about HSV and I, I have a friend who's going through a hard time. It wasn't HSV related, but curious, maybe I'll connect you. And that's when I had to put like my big girl pants on. I was like, hi, it's so good to connect. This is actually what I do for a living. At that time, I had no clients. I was yeah. like, so if you want to like chat and have a call and see if it might be a good fit, it's great. We had a call. She was a yes. It's like, oh my gosh, I just made a few thousand dollars off of a long-term package with someone this is so cool. And I started coaching her, which was amazing. And then that gave me some more confidence. And I was getting coached at the time and it was like, Shosh, it's time to sell. I was like, Oh, selling time to sell. And so you, so not just sharing my heart on so, so 
to asking, okay, inviting people into offers. Yes. Then I started doing that. I was doing classes. I started my Facebook mm -hmm. group. I, I did a guest speaking on someone's, like it starts small, you know, like I did a guest speaking inside yeah. of someone else's Facebook community. There were seven people live, five of them. I told them like, email me, I'll give you the notes for today. I'll give you something else. And then like two of them became clients. I was like, what? Aww. And then like more and more people started finding me organically from me telling people, share the podcast. And people would say, love the podcast. It'd be like, thank you so much. The best way would be to share it or just the reviews are so easy. Now I still yeah. have from the beginning, like a hundred plus reviews from the podcast. Wow. I ask people, you know, you've got to promote yourself. No one's going to promote you for you. And so that's really how the business started. Just booking out my one-to-one -one practice quite organically, word of mouth, social media, doing things that work, right? Like, okay, what's a launch strategy? Like, I'm going to do some classes and really talk about the transformation and invite people into my offers. And then from there, I was getting inquiries from friends, peers, people who are growing podcasts and businesses mm -hmm. and wanting to pick my brain. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll do some like business mentoring on the side, like one-to-one. -one. I realized a lot of it's the same stuff, like owning yeah. your story, using your voice, working through your blocks, stepping into your leadership. But it was really cool because it was an elevated level of conversation and an opportunity for more impact. And I had just walked that path, right? So in the beginning of my business coaching, I was really working with mostly beginners because that's where I was. I was like, it was my first masterclass for my first group program was called claiming the path of entrepreneurship. So it was like, I was just there, you know, six months ago, like yeah. here's how you claim the path of entrepreneurship. And I did my first group programs. And then from there, like I never dreamed of having a multi seven figure business. And I think it's really cool when clients come to me and they're like, I know I'm going to be a multimillionaire. I know like I'm going to the moon and I'm like, fuck yeah, that's so cool. You know? But when I started, I was like, I had a goal of $4,000 a month. And yeah. I honestly feel like sometimes it's better not to have a goal. It's just, and I always say what's coming for you is so far beyond your mind's capacity to dream. So like vision boarding and goal setting and things like that is wonderful. And sometimes it's fun for me to play with. What if my mind can't even compute? Like it can't even dream it. It's like so much bigger than what I can even imagine right now. And that was the truth. It was like, I couldn't fathom this. And every step of the way, it was just like mind blown. Like this recent Black Friday sale that I did. I didn't have a goal because it was spur of the moment. So I felt so excited and everything felt like extra, which it always is, yeah. right? It didn't feel like everything until my goals lack. Like it never felt like that in the business. It just felt like, wait, okay, I'm making more than 4,000 a month. This is really cool. Holy yeah. shit, we just had a $50,000 a month. Holy shit, we just had did six figures in four months. Oh my God, multiple six figures in six months. Oh my God, we have a seven figure business. You know, like, that's really what it felt like. And I think sometimes people work with me and they're like, okay, so how do I get to seven figures or how do I get to multi seven figures? I'm like, let's work on, like, I used to charge $800 a month. Like I'm not, it's not going to take a short amount of time, but it's silly to try to map out that. Like you won't know, you won't get the idea that's going to spark the program that you're going to launch in six months. You won't get the hit to up your prices. You won't like, you don't have that context yet. So just focus on the next iteration, like the next growth, you know, the next move and let that like, 
let it all compound on itself. I love that. I think what I've learned the most from everything you're saying and just working with you so closely is like planting the seeds and then harvesting in a separate Mm -hmm. season. Because I think about when I first came to you in July and I was like voice zoning you and I'm like, I'm sitting in my bed crying. I don't know why I'm sending you this message. Like I am going through the biggest quantum crumble of my life. And at first it's like, oh, you know, she's a multi seven figure CEO. Like I want to be that exactly what you're saying like most people come to you or some people come to you initially for that and then when I work with you it was never about business planning and like this strict roadmap it's about like who are you and who do you want to be like who do you want to show up as and Mm -hmm. I've never had a coach or a mentor like ask me those kind of things or Mm -hmm. asking like who are you at your core what do you love to do and I think working with you and being in your energy and learning from you has taught me that building a business is literally just like a big journey of personal development Mm -hmm. and it's like who are you who are you showing up as and like how can you make the world a better place Mm -hmm. and I think that's really so special about you and I'm so glad you brought us this podcast as well Mm -hmm. I'm so happy that you shared that and it's such a gift right because so many people burn out with the five-step process And it's like, I have no secrets. Like I'll give you every strategy I've ever used. I'll give you, uh, I launched this program then this program, then this program. And here's my view on marketing. Here's my view on sales. You know, I have all of that. And ultimately it's not going to work unless it's what's authentic to you. You know, like I love when it's like, are, are you happy? You know, like instead of how do I do 10 X to create 10 X results? It's like, how could I bring more of myself to the table? And there are so many ways to scale, but yeah. we've broken a lot of rules. And what we do, we have a business that doesn't make sense to most people because the question is like, how could I be truly brave? Like, what well, what's next? Like, what wants to come through me now? Like, I've gone on the greatest journey of evolution through saying, okay what new dimension of myself can I bring forward? You know, my results have always been a match to my bravery, not a well thought out like Mm -hmm. plan. Although I can, I plan like, and I have business continuity and a launch plan, all of that. Right. But it's like, it's more so what's feeling really alive for me. What do I love to do? You know, is my life in alignment with my message? Because people are really smart and it might sound woo, but it's not, you can Mm -hmm. feel energy, you know, you're around someone and you're like, I don't really know about that person. You're like something about them. It just felt really great. Like, because we pick up on people's energy, especially when we're looking for someone to work with in close proximity. So working on, am I really living as the embodiment of what I'm teaching? And am I just trying to explain myself online and what I do? And, ah, do people really get it and Mm -hmm. niching down? Or can I just say, can I just be the niche by bringing the parts of myself that make the least sense? to the tables that people can self-identify with the movement. And I build a niche that's never existed before. Yeah. And can I just express myself knowing that people get to know who I am over time and I'm not meant to be boiled down in an Instagram bio. Right. And so exactly what you said, Julia, around like, yes, sometimes like, okay, I want to get there. That's an amazing thing too, because you want to work with people who have what you desire and do it in a way like that, feels really in alignment with your soul. Like, wow, I love how you're just so playful or you take a lot of time off 
or, you know, I love the way you talk about shame or love the way you talk about motherhood or whatever it is like that's super important. And for me along the way, I know I said that I didn't have that big goal, but now I have big goals. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, eight figure business. And I only have the goals that I have. And I only am where I am right now because just like you were inspired by my journey, I saw people celebrating things I didn't even know were, were possible, mm-hmm. you know, and who had similar stories that I did, you know, yeah. who kind of reminded me of myself celebrating these big milestones, celebrating these massive communities. And I saw myself in it. And I was like, I am so grateful that this person went first and that they're celebrating commissioning a private chat. They're celebrating having a million dollar day with an organic coaching business that's run off energetics. What the hell? Like that stuff, even people who at the time didn't even know I existed, they came to me in moments where I was about to kind of second guess myself or about to set a goal a little too small. And it was like, wait, I can do this too. And I think that's what mentorship is as well, right? It's like a consistent reminder of that. Yes. I love that. I love that so much. I think you've shared that story about the million dollar day before. And even for me, I know we had talked in the Voxer and you were like, when you see other people's numbers or people sharing things, like look at those as angel numbers for what's to come for you. And I've been doing that ever since you said that. I love that. Yeah. It's so good to gift ourselves inspiration rather than feeling inadequate just because there's more, because at every level there's more more is more. There's always more that you could be doing. There's always more ways that you can grow your business. There's always more that you could eat for lunch. I don't know. You know, we're at a buffet. Just pick whatever you want. It's open 24 seven, come back, you know, like it doesn't have to feel like a frequency of lack just because there's more, there's always more. There's just opportunity. It's on the frequency of abundance actually. Like, yeah wow, that's possible. Let it turn you on. And that's desire. When we talk about feminine leadership, it's like being led by desire, the life force of the universe, which is like, it doesn't exist yet. Therefore I create it. We are the creators, creatrix, right? It's like, it doesn't exist. Therefore let's go make it happen. I haven't seen it before. Well, more of a reason to go be it. Not, I haven't seen it before, so it won't work. How many times do we do that? Or a lot. (laughs) I'm not worthy. No, I don't have it yet. So I must be blocked instead of, I don't have it yet. Who do I have to be? What do I have to do? Let's go. You know, I love that. And that's just also reminding me of something you said before, where you're like, even when I was about to do this $500 a month in Craigslist apartment, you're (laughs) like, I felt really wealthy. Can you talk more about that? And people maybe who are in that position right now, how can they start feeling wealthy energetically? Mm. Well, I always think of, and maybe this came through earlier this year is like wealth as my experience of my life now, like the depth and the richness and the presence in this moment, like the present moment being infinite. And we learn that we, we can compound good feelings. We can compound the joy. I do a gratitude practice. Gratitude practices work because you realize like, holy shit, we live in an abundant world. Like, oh my gosh, it feels so good to be breathing. Oh my gosh, we live in this amazing house. Oh my gosh, how did I meet this? Like my friendship or my relationship. It's like, I dreamt of this person and they're here. Oh my gosh. And I have my whole life ahead of me. I'm grateful for like anything can happen today. The world's at my fingertips. Like you compound that and you start to feel energy within your body. And if it feels good in your body, your body's so intelligent. 
like contracting feeling like stories that usually feel contracting in your body because your body's like rejecting it mm. you know so using practices like that like gratitude practices like filling yourself up like going you know we talked about I think it was you we were talking about hot girl walks like you know just like going going out and, and filling up on life like you don't need a lot like you I, you really don't need a lot you get to have a lot you don't have to talk yourself down and say yeah well I don't really need it if you want the five-star mm. boutique hotel and the big house like you get to want that and no that you don't need it because you are the source of all of the good feelings that those things are going to make you feel. And so for me, it was like that freedom. I remember I was at this beloved festival. They don't do it anymore, but it was in Oregon in the middle of the woods, no service, no Wi-Fi for a whole week, no showers, obviously. And (laughs) I didn't have a partner. I didn't have a business. And I went to that festival and I was so free. I didn't know a soul. And there was one stage and it was global music. And I was just walking around with the biggest smile on my face and like my red rocks pants. And I was so magnetic. Like people would, were coming up to me. They're like, I feel like I know you from Hawaii. And I'm like, I've never been to Hawaii. You know, and, one my te- <laughs> and one of my teachers, his name's Muji. He's a spiritual teacher. He has some YouTube videos, but he would say, when people start to come up to you and say, I think, do I know you? It's like mm-hmm. a really good sign. When people are like, mm-hmm. you look familiar, it's because you have, like, their soul is recognizing itself in you because you're wow. so, like, I love. That. I don't know if anyone's felt that. It's like periods of life where it's like, I, I feel like we know each other. It's like, you're yeah. just, there's something happening there. And so that's a really good sign. And for me, it was just like, again, that that was right after that journey across country where I hit my rock bottom and I thought, Mm. all right, you can keep doing this or you can rebuild your relationship with yourself. And there's so many layers of that, right? But starting with integrating all the parts of ourselves that were fragmented at different points in our lives because they were told they weren't enough or too much, or they were abandoned, you know, all of these different things. And we we find peace by meeting ourselves, by us being the one who's able to give those parts of ourselves what they need, by us being our own best friend, by us saying like, you know what? I have so much self-awareness that when a situation arises, instead of acting from my wounding, which is not liberation, right? That's the opposite of liberation. It's like Mm -hmm. acting out of these old patterns. I see it and I'm able to be playful and creative And that's like, there's an infinite potential in the present moment. That's wealth, right? Like wealth is my experience of the now. It's like, oh, I have a whole program called Chill Rocket Ship, which is all about when life happens, how can you just ask how, like, how could I surprise myself and others with how I respond to this moment? And that to me is the most abundant way to move through the world with choice, with sovereignty, with a knowing that there's an infinite possibility in every moment and being the source of joy, and being the source of of good feelings within yourself and then knowing that you can go through any hard thing, that you can breathe into pain, that there's beauty in pain, that you're able to look at your shadows and you're able to own what's yours. Mm -hmm. It's not liberation to be projecting all of the misfortune, all the pain in our lives on other people, taking so much radical ownership for our responsibility. And then of course, setting boundaries. But for me in my life right now, like true freedom and wealth looks like being at peace in every single relationship in my life. It's like, if I can't love you up close, I'm going to love you from afar. I'll never hold someone close in resentment, 
you know, and, and, um, ever hold hard feelings towards someone up close. I'm like, I'd rather just have compassion for where you are in your journey. Perhaps this person hasn't yet found out that they have choice and they're acting from wounding or patternings. And I see they're human. They see their divinity. And so I think there was a lot of that and that understanding that, that wealth is so much more than money and money can be a byproduct of wealth and money can be a tool to make more money and can definitely gift you experiences and things that bring amplify all those good things that create wealth and impact and that's it's wonderful and i think financial liberation is incredible and i want it for more people and i've just been in way too many rooms with people who are wealthier than they've ever been on paper and poorer than they've ever been mm -hmm. like in this industry especially it's like i'd walk into a mastermind and i'm like what the heck is happening here and these people aren't getting the right mentoring you know it's like mm. yeah so i'm like i'm working like what do i do with my i haven't really i'm not spending time with my partner and i'm working seven days a week and like you know what if my launch doesn't hit 200k i'm like this is not okay like were you this stressed when you started like let's come back to that being like mind blown by life and being grateful because you know like money does help us bring wealth to our lives hands down and if it's put upon scarcity and insecurity it's going to create fear and greed and all kinds of things as well i love that i love your perception around money and wealth and for everyone listening, go back and listen twice because I think everything you said is super, super powerful. So now that you really embody this wealthy woman, like you always have, but you're like, this is next level shit, Julia. Like this is next level freedom, wealth, relationships, life. What's next for you? Like what's exciting you right now? Yeah. Um, you know, for me, like I am loving, absolutely loving the work that I'm doing. And so I've realized, and anyone into a human design, I'm not super into it, but I have a 6-2 profile. And part of that is like trial and error, trial and error, and just, just like growth, like for a long time until finally you're at a stage where you're going to teach it. I'm teaching it as I'm growing. Yeah. And so there are a lot of people who teach business, like find one thing and just scale it up and, mm -hmm. you know, then write the book and then do this thing and then automate that. And what I've really decided is that I'm going to keep growing by way of continuing to meet new pieces of myself. So I'm going to keep sharing what I'm on the edge of. I'm going to keep launching programs. I'm going to keep working with clients. I've started to work with the most amazing, incredible clients. I want to have the kind of mentorship that it's like for life, you know, where it's more than just a product service. It's like, oh my gosh, we get to choose each other and we get to choose this community where you feel like home and where we get to like do life together. You know, I want to celebrate my clients birthing babies and, and from, oh my gosh, remember five years ago when this happened and to like have long-term relationships. And that's really like, we're just getting started. So I'm excited for that long-term potential, like really partnering with people to to build really paradigm shifting businesses and communities, which I'm already doing, but I'm, I'm excited to see that play out in the longer term. Yeah. And that's really what's, what's alive for me. I mean, in terms of my personal life, 
I love like for me more travel. I want to build a family. I want to do I want to do all of that. I want to show people that you get to do all of that alongside having an amazing business. So I look forward to that part of my journey in my 30s. Um I want to write a book. I want to be on stages. I want to I want, I have so many big dreams just like we we all do, but ultimately right now in my journey, I'm really focusing on helping people who have the privilege to help themselves. Yes, some of my people like we'll do things that most people won't do. We'll stretch so far to make it happen, to invest in themselves, to get in the room. We'll speak up for things they believe in, even though they know they're going to be, you know, called out for it. So this isn't like it's easy for these people. But part of this journey is that I want to get impact, wealth, um, freedom in the hands of people who can really make a big change in the world so that we can actually help people who it's really, really, they're in a really difficult spot to help themselves. And it's not like, should I invest in this program or not? It's like, you know, to really make global impact and really, really help people who it's, it's a, who don't have the capacity to truly help themselves. And I think for a lot of us, we've got to realize if you're listening to this podcast, there's a really, it's coming back to my first ever message, my first ever blog post in the loopy scoop <laughs> blog. It was like, I wrote, if you're reading this, I'm pretty damn sure that you have a choice, mm. right? Like you have a privilege. If you want, I, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to change the world. I had no freaking idea, but all I know is that I want to go see it and try to figure out how and learn a little bit about myself so that I can leave my corner of the world at least a little better off than when I found it. So that's really what the movement and the mission is about. Like it's beyond mentoring and coaching. It's like, how can we uplift entire communities? First, the ones that they, they are on the cusp of change and can make a big impact. And then people who are in a more desperate situation. And I think that we can really start to build organizations and really start to give back in huge ways. So we can start now. You can start now if you don't have the ability to give a ridiculous tip and feel amazing about it. You know, tell someone they're looking incredible or that you really appreciate them or go above and beyond to just be kind and spread kindness through the world. But that impact is a huge part of my why and I look forward to seeing how that develops over time. I love that so much. And I think what I'm taking away from this podcast episode is really just going back to the basics and back to the basics of like, what are we here to do? What's the impact? What's the bigger reason? What's the gratitude moments? I remember I shared a really, really vulnerable moment over the summer and it was just actually a couple of weeks after we started working together. So I'm sure it had some sort of effect on that post. And I remember it went like, mega viral is still like one of my most liked posts and it was just like screenshots of me writing in my notes app but Mm -hmm. it was like I was um complaining to my boyfriend like I'm not where I want to be yet you know I'm so behind all the stories and he was like Julia like we're swimming in your rooftop pool in New York City (laughs) like you need to take a moment and take a step back and be grateful Mm -hmm. and I just was like I dropped my jaw because I was like first of all he just put me in my place second of all he's right I'm like like that (laughs) and and on top of that I never had a partner who's gonna put me in my place in a good way (laughs) let's put it like that so just so many things that I was like one the evolution of the kind of relationships I'm in now two that 
I think as my brand has grown, as my influence has grown as so many things, it's like I sometimes forget about those basics. I forget that it's just about a gratitude practice. It's about complimenting someone. It's about kindness. And I think every time I talk to you or I plug into your world somehow, I'm constantly reminded of these little things that are really the big things. Oh, that I'm so glad. And just because it's simple doesn't mean that it's necessarily easy because I think a lot of people want to believe that it's like this thing they don't have or this like 20 step bajillion step system process Mm -hmm. because we're afraid to look at the real stuff, the real feelings, the real, what am I afraid of seeing here? Like, what am I afraid of in my own quiet space? You know, like what is vulnerable about that? And yeah, it really is. That That's it. So I love this. And I, I love being on your podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. This was such a great episode. So Shosh, where can everybody find you? Pimp yourself out. <laughs> I love it. You're so amazing. Um, I hang out on Instagram a lot. So it's at Shoshana underscore Raven with two N's and Shoshana. Um, and then I have my own podcast. It's a living brave podcast. I have a lot of fun on there and just permission for everyone too. like, I used to do weekly. Sometimes I'll do once a month. Sometimes I'll feel like a little push on my podcast and I'll push out five in a month. You know, it's just a really fun place for me to get super vulnerable and, um, share stories and value. But yeah, Instagram, we have our Facebook living brave Facebook community. Um, and I'm pretty much sharing typically about what's going on um, on Instagram. So you could always reach out to Julia and I. Like if you're listening to this podcast, if you're inspired, my life really started to change when I stopped feeling like I just had to be a fly on the wall. And I really like told the people who inspired me, like this inspired me or like this part of the podcast was like really landed. And then I know, holy shit, that part is like something that, I should share more and that really impacts people. And I know, you know, Julia does this podcast like for her heart and soul. And so it's so cool when she knows and we know that you're listening and um, that we get to have a real relationship with you because even at the level that we're at right now, like in this big business that I have, like I still love, like I will never stop like directly connecting, having real relationships with people. Um, so it would be a joy to connect with you and a friend of Julia's is a friend of mine. (laughs) Shosh, I love you. I love this podcast and thank you so much for coming on. Of course.